all right so let's begin uh, you can also have the copy of bhagavad gita because we will be chanting the shlokas from the bhagavad gita itself so let's begin with the pranam mantras namo om vishnu padaya krishna preshtaya bhutale श्रीमते भक्ति स्वामिने नमस्ते सारस्वते देवे गौरवाणी प्रचारिने निर्विशेषा शून्यवादी पाश्चातिणे जय श्री कृष्ण चैतन्य प्रभो निनंद्रीअद्वैत गाधरा श्रीवासादी गौरभक्तवृंदा नमो महावदन्या कृष्ण प्रेमा प्रदायते कृष्णाय कृष्ण चैतन्य नाने गौरत्षे नम नमो ब्रह्मण्य देवाय गोभ्रमणहिताय चगद्धिताय कृष्णाय गोविंदय नमो नम हे कृष्णा करुणा सिंधो दीनबंधो जगत्पते गोपेशा गोपिका कांता राधा कांत नमोस्तुते तप्त कांचन गौरांगी राधे वृंदावनेश्वरी ऋषभानुसुते देवी प्रणमा हरि प्रिये वाचाकलतरुभ्य कृपा सिंधुभ्य पतितनाभ्यो वैष्णवभ्यो नमो नमः हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा कृष्ण कृष्णा हरे 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 राम हरे रामा राम रामा हरे हरे ओम अज्ञान ज्ञानंजन शलाकया चक्षुन्मीत मेन तस्म श्री गुरवे नम हरे कृष्णा so in the previous session we had discussed until verse number 30 and krishna has explained few things about how performing sacrifices actually cleanses us from all the sinful reaction and it also gives us the amrita it gives us the uh, यज्ञशिष्टामृताभुजो हाउ बाय टेकिंग द यज्ञशिष्टा इट प्यूरिफाइज अस सो मच राइट सो इन द प्रीवियस सेक्शन वी हैव अंडरस्टूड सो मेनी टाइम आल्सो द्रव्यमय यज्ञ द डिफरेंट योग यज्ञ स्वाध्याय यज्ञ संकीर्तन यज्ञ ऑल दिस डिफरेंट थिंग्स वी हैव अंडरस्टूड इन द प्रीवियस सेक्शन सो वी विल ट्राई टू कवर फ्यू मोर वेरी इंपॉर्टेंट श्लोकास टुडे देयर इज सो मच टू डिस्कस सो वर्स नंबर 31 सो लेट्स बिगिन विद Uh, verse number 31 actually this is the shortest uh, verse in the bhagavad gita and uh, also very important so achutan ji you can unmute yourself and let's chant this shloka i hope you have the bhagavad gita with you so verse number 31 of chapter 4 so you are ready Yes yes. <clears throat> yes, yes, yes. 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 Y
Let's do that once again. Nayam Lokosya Yagnasya. Nayam Lokosya Yagnasya. Kutonya Kurusattama. Kutonya Kurusattama. Yes, please read the translation by yourself. Wonderful, yes. So, looks very simple and straightforward, but let's understand a little bit about the shloka. Like I said, it is the shortest verse in the Bhagavad Gita, but it is very, very potent. So, here Krishna is saying that without sacrifice, we cannot be happy in this world than what to speak of the next world or the next life. So, even in this very life, people cannot be happy without sacrifice. Why? Because the foundation for love is actually sacrifice. Without sacrifice, there is no question of love. So, when we want to love Krishna, it requires sacrifice. Even in our day-to-day -day relationships that we see, when we love someone, there is an element of sacrifice in it. So, when we are talking about the Supreme Person, and we want to love that supreme person, we need to learn how to sacrifice things. What is sacrifice? Yagna. How to perform Yagna. Now, without this sacrifice, people cannot be happy in this world. Krishna makes this point. So even if somebody wants to be happy, there is this requirement of Yagna. Now people, they want a life without igna. They don't want to sacrifice. It's all about their enjoyment. It's all about, oh, I want to enjoy. I want to be happy. People have become they, what they call eye specialist. Not this eye specialist, but eye specialist. Everybody wants to just satisfy themselves. They just want to be happy and not give happiness to others. So this is called eye specialist. So are you a high eye specialist? Let us not become an eye specialist. It is not recommended by Bhagavad Gita. We should not become an eye specialist. So when people become eye specialists, what they think is, it's all about everything is mine. It's all for me first and me alone. This is their principle. What is the principle? Their foundation is me first and me alone. So this is not what Krishna is saying. And when this kind of attitude is there, me first and me alone, then such a person cannot learn how to sacrifice. Such people do not sacrifice. And ultimately, they, they are not happy. They become frustrated in this life. They may enjoy a little bit momentarily, but ultimately it leads to a lot of dukkha. See, actually in this world, anybody who sacrifices is actually glorified in the society. If you see the soldiers, they are sacrificing their life for a higher cause, for the nation. So anytime when a person sacrifices for something big, for a cause which is bigger than himself, it is appreciated in the society. So why soldiers they command certain respect is because they are ready to sacrifice their life for a cause which is much, much, much bigger than themselves. Right? So anytime a person sacrifices, it also commands, he is able to command a lot of respect. So sacrifice is important. So this is the foundation for love. Without this, there is no question of uh, uh, any happiness in this world. So many people, they try to uh, show off that they are happy, but they are not happy. Uh, one of our devotees has written a very nice poem on this, a short poem where he says that, you know, people's hearts are filled with fears. Their minds are pierced with desires and they are on the verge of tears and they happily say cheers. So what does it mean? Their hearts are filled with fears which means they are constantly, people today you see, oh what if I step outside my home and I will be infected with this corona? What if I don't wear a mask and I get corona? then 
there is so much of fear of so many things today especially in this uh, lockdown situation there is so much of fear anything that you want to do even if a person coughs or sneezes <laughs> then there is so much of fear right so constantly people are fearful that oh what if i wear this and i don't look good then people may not appreciate me that there is a fear for many people oh i don't get a certain level of respect i don't command a prestige a prestigious position i don't get then there is a fear of fear of losing something fear of getting something so much of fear is there so their hearts are filled with fears and the minds are pierced with desires there are constantly so many desires that people want oh i desire for this house i want to get this bungalow i want to marry certain person i want to get educated in this and this university there are so many desires but you know that all the desires won't get fulfilled many times we desire a lot of things but then not every desire is fulfilled so because of that then what happens is because the desires are not fulfilled they are on the verge of tears they want to cry but then they happily say cheers they want to have those plastic smiles visible all across social media but then internally they are actually sulking right so many people actually you see they are actually smiling faces they have but their hearts are crying within and this is the condition today for most of them although many people don't speak out openly but majority people are actually suffering internally so much why they have not learned the art of sacrifice the yagna this principle of yagna is completely missing because all the time such people are only thinking about me and mine me first and me only so this kind of an attitude will not really help this attitude has to change very very important so with this kind of attitude we cannot be happy in this world now what to speak of next so if you are not sacrificing learning how to sacrifice in this world then definitely in the next life you will not be able to enjoy because you are not sacrifice you will get even a degraded life in the next one so that is what krishna is saying although a very short one we should learn that sacrifice is important and one thing very important that i want to share is human life out of 84 lakh species 84 lakh species only human life is the loophole in this material world why do i say loophole because only in human form you can exit from this material world so this human form is meant for yagna no other animal can actually do this most animals they just go by their instinct they behave by their instinct their behavior is actually designed or their behavior is uh, uh, forced through the instincts that they have but human life is not like that we can actually with this brain this mind that we have given blessed with the lord blessed by the lord we can actually do sacrifice yagna we can perform yagna that is why animals can have iq and eq they can have intelligent quotient and emotional quotient but animals do not have sq spiritual quotient it's only human beings who have spiritual quotient and because of this spiritual quotient we can exist from this material world so this is the special form that we have that's why it is a loophole because 84 lakh species you cannot exist none of the other forms can actually help you exit this material world it's only and only the human form through which we can exit from this material world through sacrifice now what a fortune that we have you just imagine just getting a human form is such a blissful thing we are very fortunate in that sense and in this human form to actually understand bhagavad gita and understand that the krishna is the supreme personality of godhead is even greater fortune not everybody in human form is actually doing this inquiry just see so this is a very special thing that we are doing this yagna either it be a sankirtan yagna or swadhyaya yagna we are actually using this human form for getting out of this material world you are already on the process 
So all the best and <laughs> Uh, good luck to all of you that you are already in the process so make this human form of life the last life in this material world never again think of coming back to this material world because so many problems will come by next time if you come there will be no COVID-19 there will be some COVID-21 or 22 or who knows what more things will come so better to exit this life right now in this human form of life this world and go to the spiritual world great opportunity you have don't waste a single moment this human form of life do not waste every moment use this body in the service of the lord and then you will perform an igna so this is what krishna is saying this is a very very important thing verse number 31 so now let's go to verse number 32 so vinodji unmute yourself and let's chant verse number 32 a very interesting words so you can have your Bhagavad Gita 4.32 yes Vinodji you can unmute yourself and let's chant this words evam bahu Okay, your audio is not clear. Maybe you can check once. Hello, hello. Yes, Vinodji. Yes, you are audible now. Yes, it is audible now. Evam bahu vidayatna. Vitata Brahmano Muke Vitata Brahmano Muke Karmajan Vidditan Sarvan Karmajan Vidditan Sarvan Evam Gnatva Vimoksha Se Evam Gnatva Vimoksha Se Wonderful. Please read the translation. Yes, so Krishna is saying that how you will get liberated. How will you get liberated? All these different sacrifices that he has mentioned in the previous verses, we discussed about the Dravya Maya Yajna, the Jnana Maya Yajna, we discussed about the Tapo Maya Yajna, the Swadhyaya Yajna, the Sankirtan Yajna. So many different types of yajnas Krishna has explained in the previous verse and he is saying that all these yajnas are actually mentioned in the Vedas. So whatever we are doing is not simply out of mental concoction but it is all recommended by the Vedas. And by following any one of these you will gradually automatically achieve the highest state of elevation that is liberation. So Krishna is saying you can get liberated if you follow these yajnas properly. You may not follow all of them but any yajna that you follow it will gradually lead to liberation. Now this is the process of karma yoga, jnana yoga. There is a gradual evolution. This yajna has to be performed. So Krishna is saying that all these Vedas sacrifices although they are different they appear to be different the way they are performed are different but the purpose the ultimate goal of any yajna is the same it is liberation and that liberation for us as bhaktas we want to get liberated to goloka vrindavana which is the spiritual world we want to associate with krishna and be with him all the time sing and dance with him right if that is the goal ultimate goal then we have to follow the sankirtan yajna so Krishna is saying they are all emanating from the Vedas. Everything is coming from the Vedas. But the goal is the same. In fact, Chandogya Upanishad, one of the very important Upanishads, Chandogya Upanishad, it says that life itself is an yajna. We should make our life as a yajna. It's very, very important. Now, how do we make life an yajna? Like every activity that you do, every word that you speak, everything that you smell, everything that you see, everything that you hear, everything that you touch, every action of yours can be made or converted into an yajna. 
and that is the beauty of bhakti yoga bhakti yoga enables you to do every activity and convert that into an yajna that is the beauty of uh, bhakti yoga so this is how if you make your life itself a yajna doing everything perfectly then death is the last ahuti that you're going to offer in this yajna of life so in this yajna of life everybody has to actually put the last ahuti and that is the death but the ahuti is accepted only when you have done an yajna all throughout life so if you can really make this life a very blissful life a very joyful life through yajna then ultimately death will give you the result the moment you put the final ahuti the result of yajna will come and the result of yajna is that you will get liberation so if you can nicely make your life a successful yajna then death will actually give you liberation so this is the process and we have some time the best thing is in the next few years please understand in the next few years whatever available time that we have let's utilize in the service of krishna let's make that as an yagna as a sacrifice to krishna to please krishna so that is going to give you a permanent account a spiritual account and that is very important that sukruti is important right so again krishna has mentioned here about all these yagnas are coming from the vedas the source is the vedas but the result is ultimately the one the goal is the same the purpose is the same so this is what krishna has explained in this particular shloka let's go to the next verse and that is verse number 33 another very very important shloka let's try to understand that ha so i think dev is able to yeah so verse number 33 shreyan dravyamaya yagna ज्ञान यज्ञा परंतप ज्ञान कर्माखिलं पार्ता ज्ञाने परिसमाप्यते वंडरफुल प्लीज रीड ट्रांसलेशन Yes, wonderful. Very nice. Shreyan Dravyamaya Yagnaha Gnana Yagna Parantapa. So wonderful. So Krishna is saying here, Gnana Yagna Parantapa. Parantapa means what? We have understood. Krishna has used this word previously also to address Arjuna. So what is that? Parantapa means oh chastiser of the enemy. Arjuna, you are the chastiser of the enemy. Gnana yagna parantapa. Krishna is saying gnana yagna is much better than dravyamaya yagna. So, in the previous uh, words we had understood in the last session that how dravyamaya yagna, you have a lot of material opulence and resources, and all of that is going to give you a lot of pious activities, and it will give you an a uh, good result from the yagna if you use your resources nicely right so this gnanamaya yagna is much better than dravyamaya yagna only when you act with knowledge that will give you ultimate benefit and he is saying sarvam karma khilam parta so karma khilam khilam means incomplete akhilam means in totality so khilam is incomplete akhilam means completeness in totality so sarvam karma khilam parta which means that if your work whatever karma you are doing will ultimately if you are doing it properly it will ultimately lead to gnane parisamapyate it it will lead to gnana if you are doing your karma properly 
that action of yours will lead to jnana this is one very important thing even in our material day to day activities when we learn engineering or doctor whatever we want to do anything that we want to learn theoretical knowledge is one but when we actually work on the theoretical knowledge that is when we get the realized knowledge so krishna is saying that even when you are just doing your karma properly actions properly that will lead to jnana parisamapyate it will give you jnana and another meaning some acharyas also have translated this karma khilam as just like just in case even if your karma is incomplete even if you are not fully done your karma properly then jnana parisamapyate jnana will complete it so jnana can complete your karma your actions properly or at the same time karma doing it perfectly will also lead to jnana so both meanings can be taken when it is taken as sarva karma khilam so this is how krishna is very nicely explaining that karma and jnana are actually not mutually exclusive things both are complementary karma and jnana are not mutually exclusive thing it doesn't mean that i'll do only karma not that i will do only yagna no they are not mutually exclusive to attain the liberation krishna is saying that they are complementary and both things jnana and karma should be integrated and then apply that in bhakti yoga so jnana and karma should be integrated and when we apply that with bhakti yoga we will achieve the highest liberation so this is the science of yagna this is very very important so just like krishna you know many times when people they go and do some job and they get some salary out of it you do your work and you get the salary people work because they get salary so krishna is saying you do your karma without any attachment as a matter of duty when you do your actions your karma then the result of that is jnana you will acquire jnana you will get jnana so karma khilam jnana parisamapyate you actually perform karma properly you will achieve jnana so that is why uh, even in our devotional life the more stress is given to actions service because when you do service jnana will descend because our process spiritual process is not an ascending process it is a descending process so jnana actually descends onto us so spiritual knowledge is not that oh i will acquire it no it has to be given to us by the spiritual master and krishna that is when we get we acquire spiritual knowledge otherwise we cannot get spiritual knowledge it's a descending process so if you do your service properly towards your spiritual master and krishna the knowledge will descend automatically it will be revealed to us by krishna within the heart that is the beauty of bhakti yoga right so do not any time become lazy in performing devotional acts so krishna is saying that we have to work it's extremely important we cannot get why we have to work because it will give us transcendental knowledge when you work it will give you transcendental knowledge it will give you realizations and when you become rich with realizations it will make your life very happy a person any human being should become rich with realizations you have to become gnanavridda uh, many people become vayavriddas vayavriddha means what even if you don't want you will become rich in age vayavriddha many people become old right they acquire a lot of age and then they become ripe in their age yes you don't want you will still become old you will become you will acquire that numbers of adding on to your years number of years vayavriddha but you should become gnanavriddha everybody don't they, they they do not acquire they do not become vayavriddhas they become they grow old but intellectually there is no gnana 60 years 70 years but they don't know the fundamentals of life 
So what is the use of becoming simply Vayovritta without becoming Jnana Vritta? Krishna is saying that, that's why Jnana Yajna is much more important than Dravyamaya Yajna. Right? So very very important. All these things are very important. Now how do we do this? How do we use our body? We should know that this body itself is a Yajna Kunda. Imagine this body is a Yajna Kunda. You have seen no, in sacrifices when they are doing Yajna, there is a Yajna Kunda, there is fire and in fire they will put the Ahuti, right? So if you imagine this body itself a Yajna Kunda, then the senses are the fire. All the five senses that you have are the fire. And in these senses, you pour the sense objects. You will pour the sense objects and that is Ahuti. And you are doing this to please the Lord within the heart who is sitting within the body. So just imagine, how are you putting the Ahuti? Where are you putting? Into the senses. What are you putting? What is the Ahuti? The form, the beautiful forms that you see, you are putting them into the eyes. The beautiful smell, the aromatic smell, you are putting into the nose. The nice foodstuffs, that is you are putting it in the mouth, in the senses. All the nice chanting of the mantra, the Hare Krishna mantra, the listening of the Bhagavad Gita and Bhagavatam, you are putting it into the ears. Touching the deities of the Lord, your Laddu Gopal or Nitai Gauranga, Jagannath, whatever deities you are, you are touching the Lord. So you are actually using the senses, the fire of senses and putting all these objects, sense objects into the senses and you are pleasing the Lord. This itself is a yajna. Your life is becoming a yajna. So much we are talking about yajna, right? Sacrifice, sacrifice. But why? Because we want to be happy. Because that is the ultimate goal, right? Everybody you ask, they want to be happy. Everybody's fundamental requirement is they want to be happy. But are they happy? No, they are not happy because they have not learned the art of sacrifice. So, many people also say that, you know, this, uh, uh, this Yuddha and all these things was meant for Arjuna. Correct? This Yajna that Krishna is saying, what type of Yajna Arjuna has to perform? Any idea? What is Arjuna's Yajna right now? What type of Yajna is he doing or he is supposed to do? What Yajna has he? Yes, Dev. To fight. Ah, he has to fight the war. Now fighting the war itself is a Yajna for Arjuna. Yuddha, he has to perform Yuddha. That is the Yajna for him. So people say, Prabhuji, that is for uh, Arjuna. Yuddha has to be done for uh, by Arjuna. Why we should do Yuddha? But okay, if you are not doing Yuddha, are you doing any other Yajna? Arjuna has to perform Yuddha Yajna. But are you performing any Yajna? No Prabhuji, we are not performing any Yajna. Haan. So because you are not performing any Yajna, you will see so many people within the family, there is Yuddha. There is a yuddha between husband and wife, there is a yuddha between the parent and the child, there is a yuddha between the siblings. There is so much of tussle going on within the families, right? Why? Because there is no yajna. Constantly they have forgotten. So when there is no yajna, they will perform yuddha. Not on the battlefield, but in the home. At home they will be performing yuddha. So this has to be understood. This is very very important. Many people don't understand. Now how do we perform Yajna? You see, why this Yuddha happens? Because they have not understood the principle of sacrifice. Anytime when there is a sacrifice, there is a Yajna. As a part of Yajna, we have to offer Bali. Bali means what? There is something that you have to offer into the Yajna. Now, moment people think about Bali, they think about animal sacrifice. And many people have started this animal sacrifice. They have to sacrifice something, offer something into the Yajna, they will start offering this animals. But, the Yajna that we are talking about, we also have to offer animals. What animals? The animals of me and mine. Mamakara and Ahankara. The animals that we have within us, this ego, the false ego of me and mine, 
this has to be offered in the yagna so when we offer this false ego as a bali in this yagna of life only then liberation is possible otherwise this false ego will make you think oh i am the supreme lord i am krishna i am the controller of everything then that is not yet so why people fight within the families because of this false ego mamakara and ahankara is there that's why there is tussle there is no yagna first of all and even if they perform some yagna they don't want to give up that false ego they don't want to offer any bali in the yagna so that is the problem so when there is fight between the family members then how can you become happy there is no question of happy that's why krishna is saying you will not get happiness in this life in this loka also in the next why because they are not ready to perform yagna and offer the bali ahankara see everything is so connected we should understand any time when there is a problem within the family it is because one is we are not performing yagna to please krishna and then this false ego is interrupting all the time the false ego that i am the controller i am the enjoyer i am first me only <laughs> so this has to be given we have to do yagna and every time that we perform yagna either it is sankirtan yagna either any thing that you are doing and offering to krishna you should always remember my lord this is happening because of your will it is only by your mercy you are able to, we are able to perform this yagna it's not be that oh i am performing yagna even that thought also should be offered we should not think that i am doing yagna my lord it is because you are enabling me to perform yagna i am able to do this you are enabling me to cook properly i am able to do it you are able to uh, give you have given me some strength to uh, gain some money then i am able to offer that back to you anything that you want to do is actually given by the lord and when you are using it for the lord that is ekna otherwise it is only pious activity like i told you last time it is there is a difference between pious activity and spiritual activity so only ekna is spiritual activity pleasure of krishna so this is how we should actually perform yagna and this yagna is very mysterious sacrifice is very mysterious it depends on the faith of the performer there is so much of variety in the sacrifice because there are so many different types of people with different consciousness and with all these different varieties krishna also has given varieties of things uh, in order to perform yagna so according to one's consciousness you can perform yagna and overall the best possible thing to do in kali yuga is sankirtan yagna because it will raise our consciousness to the highest level that is krishna consciousness so we should know this very important thing that yagna has to be performed and yagna yagna is much better than dravyamaya yagna and ultimately karma will lead to gnana and even if your karma is incomplete gnana will complete this karma khilam partaha so this is what krishna has explained in verse number 33 so let's chant the verse number 34 which is very very important shloka again i think one of the most quoted shloka uh, by prabhupad in most of his lectures so let's try if hina mata ji can uh, unmute and see if her audio works properly so hina mata ji let's try with your audio once verse number 34 yes i think you are audible now tad vidhi pranipatena परिप्रश्नेन सेवया परिप्रश्नेन सेवया उपदेक्षन्ति ते ज्ञानम उपदेक्षन्ति ते ज्ञानम ज्ञानिनस्तत्वदर्शिनः ज्ञानिनस्तत्वदर्शिनः वंडरफुल प्लीज रीड द ट्रांसलेशन
Yes, yeah, wonderful. Yes, wonderful. Very nice. Thank you so much. So, very, 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 very important shloka. This has to be memorized. This shloka, all of you should memorize. Tad vidhi pranipatena pariprasnena sevaya upadekshanti te jnanam jnaninas tattvadarshinaha. So, here it is said, Tat. It begins with Tat. Tat means absolute truth. Tat means knowledge. Absolute knowledge. So, if you want to acquire the absolute knowledge, then you have to approach a Tattva bit. You have to approach a person who has this absolute knowledge. In any field of life, anything that you want to acquire, you will need a guide, you will need a mentor, you will need a coach who can give you expertise, knowledge, so that you become an expert. So, in any field of life, when you want to become something and you are very serious about that, that is when you will approach a qualified person to acquire an expertise, knowledge on that particular field. If you want to become a cricket player, you will approach the best of the cricketer and understand from him the techniques. If you want to become a chess player, you will approach that person. If you want to become a good lawyer, then you will take training, guidance under a superior lawyer. If you want to become an actor, you will look up to, you will have some role models and you will take some guidance from them. If you want to become a surgeon, then you will take guidance from an expert surgeon. So similarly, if there are so many different fields and you require expertise knowledge from these expert people, then the most important thing, the most important aspect of our life, that is spirituality, how come we say that, oh, I don't want a guru, I don't need anybody? There are a lot of people, when it comes to spirituality, they say, oh, it's all between me and God. I don't want anybody, any guru in between me and God. This is the kind of idea that many people have. I don't want any guru. But this is not the right understanding. We need guru in every aspect of our life. A guru in spiritual life, he does not come between you and Krishna. A guru does not come in between you and Krishna, but a guru removes that which is between you and Krishna. Between us and Krishna, there is this wall of false ego, the wall of misconception. And this is what blocks our vision, the spiritual vision. So Guru actually takes off that wall of misconception and gives us clarity. That is the role of a Guru. An extremely important point you should know. We cannot ignore Guru. And these people, this self-realized soul, are very, very dear to Krishna. Extremely dear to Krishna. And Krishna has appointed these people to become Guru and guide the common man. Very nice shloka is uh, in the Bhagavatam 11th canto, in 3rd chapter, 21st verse, which is very similar to this. I'll just read out the shloka, very nice shloka. Tasmat Gurum Prapadyeta Jignasu Shreya Uttamam Shabde Parecha Nishnatam Brahmani Upashamashrayam. I'll read the translation also slowly, you can listen to it carefully. Therefore, any person who seriously desires real happiness must seek a bona fide spiritual master and take shelter of him by initiation. Initiation means diksha. The qualification of the bona fide guru is that he has realized the conclusions of the scriptures by deliberations and is able to convince others of these conclusions. Such great personalities who have taken shelter 
of the supreme godhead leaving aside all material considerations should be understood to be bona fide spiritual masters so very nice word it is said that anybody who is seriously thinking about spiritual life must approach a spiritual master extremely important so krishna is telling arjuna arjuna who is much qualified than us very very qualified person he is not an ordinary person he is rajarishi he has lot of spiritual knowledge and to such a person krishna is saying you should approach a tatvavit so now this is what is the importance of having a guru you should approach a guru but how do you approach a guru now there is a qualification of the disciple the moment you say that yes i want to accept a guru then you will become a shishya a shishya means what are the qualification of a shishya so let's understand that so what is that tad vidhi pranipatena so number one qualification is pranipata pranipata means you should approach a spiritual master with humility with humbleness you should fall flat in front of the guru like a danda dandavat pranam you should do pranipate na first quality if you want to acquire any knowledge this is the first principle why because when you approach a spiritual master with humility with humbleness it enables the guru to reveal the secrets to you he will show us the path it enables the guru to show us the path by seeing our humility but if you have some arrogance then attitude then guru will restrain himself from showing you the right path because you are still not ready for it so that is why this principle is very important humility when a patient approaches a doctor and explains to him about the problem the patient cannot say oh doctor this is not right i think i should take this medicine i should take that medicine no you should approach the doctor with humility and then the doctor will reveal to you the prescription if you think that oh you are already very qualified the doctor will say all right you get lost from here and you take your own medicine whatever you think is right right so humility is important so now is it so easy no not so easy being humble is not so easy being humble takes a lot of courage and that courage comes by service if a person is not doing service properly by seva when i say service it actually means seva if he is not doing seva properly then there is uh, no chance of humility developing within him only by seva menial service prabhupada explains in the purport that only when a person does menial service it becomes very easy for developing humbleness so pranipata you should approach the supreme the spiritual master with humility very very important now why should we approach the spiritual master with humility what is the need actually the thing is you should know that each one of us are spirit souls each one of us is spirit souls but as spirit souls we are satchit ananda satchit means chit means knowledge knowledge means we are actually knowledgeable as spirit soul we are actually knowledgeable but that knowledge is covered that knowledge is covered krishna has explained this in the third chapter 39th verse let's see what krishna has told we have already covered this so in the third chapter 39th verse krishna has said avrutam gyan etena gyanino nitya vairina kamarupena kaunteya dushpurena nalena cha this verse we have covered what what is that avrutam gyan etena actually the soul is having the spiritual consciousness but avrutam how it is covered it is covered with kamarupena kaunteya actually we are knowledgeable but that knowledge is covered 
Now this covering of Kama Rupena can be removed by the Guru. It is only by the help of a Guru this covering will be removed. Otherwise we are knowledgeable. So this is why we need to approach the spiritual master with humility. My Lord, because of this covering, I am into this material world. If you can kindly remove this covering, then I will go to the spiritual world where I belong to. Just see, such an important thing it is. The role of a guru is so important. If you are in a jail, there is one way of going out of the jail. The key is there with you. If you have the key, you can exit. Now, this key to exit the jail is with the spiritual master, the jailer. If you can somehow please the spiritual master and if he releases you, you can go to the spiritual world. So, approach him with humility. If you are constantly going to the jailer and bugging him and trying to bother him so much, she will never give you the key. You will say, be here in the jail all the time. But if you approach him nicely and do nice service to him, hopefully by his mercy he will open up the key for you. So this is how Divya Jnana will transfer. And what is the next thing that we are supposed to do? Humility enables the Guru to reveal the secrets and show us the path. The next thing is Pariprasnena Sevaya. What are you do? What are you supposed to do next? Pariprasna, ask questions. Without asking questions, you cannot actually understand the tattva. So if you want to understand reality, you have to become inquisitiveness. So inquisitiveness enables us to understand the principles of the tattva, all the principles of spirituality given by the spiritual master. So inquisitiveness is important. If you are not inquisitive, then you will become lazy. So many people are also, they are inquisitive, but they are inquisitive for material things. They are not inquisitive about spiritual things. You see the animals, even they are inquisitive. They are inquisitive about what? Animals are inquisitive about eating, sleeping, mating, defending. Where will I get food? Where will I sleep? Where, how will I defend? How will I produce children? They are all inquisitive. Everybody is inquisitive, but for material things. Even in this material world, majority of the people, they are inquisitive. Oh, what's going to happen in the news tomorrow? What will the Prime Minister say? What will this politician say? So much of inquisitiveness is there. What will happen in the serial next time, in the next episode? You see, there is inquisitiveness. But this is all mundane inquisitiveness. We have to redirect this inquisitiveness. Pariprasna should be there. But you ask questions which are related to the highest thing, spiritual thing. Like Parikshit Maharaj, when he was about to die, he became inquisitive. And he went and asked Shukadeva Goswami. He said, please answer me all these beautiful things about life. And then Shukadeva Goswami spoke the Srimad Bhagavatam for him. Seven days, seven nights. So much of inquisitiveness, he was just absorbing and drinking the nectar that was coming out of the mouth of Shukadeva Goswami. Seven days, seven nights, without eating anything and drinking anything, without sleeping, he just heard and heard and heard Srimad Bhagavatam. That is inquisitiveness. That is how we need to hear. There is a son of uh, one great Rishi also, uh, Romaharsha. Uh, so, he had a son who was uh, also Shrutashrava, I think yeah, Shrutashrava his name was. He heard so much from Vedvyasa, so much continuously. So hearing, inquisitiveness, that's a sign of inquisitiveness, asking questions, Pariprashna. So that's why I tell you all that you should Pariprashna, you should ask questions all the time, very important. So, Pariprasna is important and then and many times when people uh, want to ask questions, there is an opportunity to ask questions, they ask a lot of mundane questions. A few years ago in our ISKCON temple in Bangalore, we had set up a counter, a counter for philosophical 
questions, this Pariprasna. So that when people, public come, they are taking so many things, maybe this will also help them if somebody is inquisitive, they will uh, ask philosophical questions. And when we opened this counter, many people used to throng into that counter and they used to say, Swamiji, please see my hand and see what is in my future. Swamiji, will I pass my exam? Swamiji, oh, what will happen to my relationship? Or what will happen to my job, my business? Everything they want to ask except the most important and fundamental question, what is the purpose of life? Who is God? We just had Darshan of God there upstairs, but then they will not ask anything about Him. They are so self-centered, they just want to ask about mundane things, even in the temple. This is the level of consciousness that people have come to. So much of degradation has happened. They don't want to ask the fundamental questions of life. No inquisitiveness. They don't want to ask. They just want to lead an animal life. Just like eating, sleeping, mating, defending, animals are running behind. And human beings are also just going behind. And this loophole that they have got, they will miss it out. <laughs> see, so that's why inquisitiveness is very very important. So now, let's see, I just have made some points. I'm just trying to refer before I forget them. Pariprashna Sevaya So what is Sevaya? You have to render service. So when you approach a spiritual master, first thing is humbleness, which enables the Guru to show you knowledge, to show you the path. Second is Pariprashna, which will enable you to get the knowledge and acquire a lot of Tattva, understand the Tattva. And the third is Sevaya. By performing seva, it will keep you, it will enable you to be on the path. You will remain on the path without degrading or deviating yourself from the path. Seva will help you to always remain on the path. Moment you come out of the seva, then there are a lot of other temptations which will take away your attention from Krishna. Seva will keep you engaged. Seva is important. Many times I have told this before, Knowledge will descend by seva. If you perform nice seva to Guru and Krishna, by the blessings of Guru and Krishna, knowledge will descend automatically. This is descending process. You cannot say that, oh, I will master over Bhagavad Gita. No. You have to, it has to descend, it has to be revealed. Seva will reveal. Most important thing, very important. Scholarship is not important for Krishna. You become a Vedavadarati, you chant nice lokas. Krishna is least bothered about how scholarly you are. No. He will say, what is your bhav in the heart? Are you ready to perform seva with humility? Is what Krishna is saying. Right? So, sevaya. So, this is very, very important. Now, if this is the qualification of a disciple, a shishya, there is also the qualification of a guru. So that's why Krishna is saying, Upadekshanti te jnanam jnaninas tattvadarshinaha. We cannot approach anybody and any, everybody for acquiring tattva knowledge. You have to approach a qualified, bona fide spiritual master. And who is a bona fide spiritual master? So Krishna is saying that in this Bhagavatam verse that anybody, such great personalities who have taken shelter of the Supreme Godhead, leaving aside all material considerations, should be understood as bona fide spiritual master. So, he should be an ardent devotee of Krishna, number one. Second, he should be in the parampara. A guru should always come in parampara. He, that's why Krishna started this chapter 4 with saying what? Evam parampara praptam imam rajarsayo viduhu. It means you have to see a guru who is in this parampara. I have told this before, there are four authorized parampara. Brahma parampara, Brahma. there is uh, 
Shri Parampara, there is Rudra Sampradaya and then there is the Kumara Sampradaya. So anybody who is coming in this Parampara has to be accepted as a bona fide spiritual master. The second thing is a spiritual master who is coming in this Parampara will stick to the process. He will never deviate from the process given by the Parampara. The Parampara begins with Krishna and nobody has the right to deviate from the Parampara given by Krishna. So, a bona fide spiritual master is one who sticks, who is convinced about the process. He will not compromise on the process. So, there are many so-called gurus today who will say, Oh, you can drink anything, you can eat anything and you just follow whatever I am saying. You just do this little bit of yoga, this pranayama and I am a guru, you just follow this. No, they will compromise. First of all, they are not ardent devotee of Krishna. And the second thing is they don't have firm convictions on the scriptures. There is no understanding of the scriptures. They just want to mentally concoct anything and then uh, actually disillusion their own disciples. So such uh, thing is called a blind leading a blind. A person who is already blind, if you follow a blind person, he will fall into the ditch. He will take everybody who is following him into the ditch. So we should not have such a bona fide spiritual master. Of course he is not bona fide spiritual master. So, it's extremely important, you should know that he will not compromise on the process. When Prabhupada went to the West, he was not worried about the fan following, oh, how many disciples I will have, how many people will follow me. No! Prabhupada said, you want to follow me, then no meat eating, no gambling, no intoxication, no illicit sex, no compromise. Prabhupada said, this is what it is. I am following the parampara, you want to become my disciple, then you have to follow this. There is no compromise. Many people told, there are some people who came and told Prabhupada, Oh Prabhupada, if you do this, if you tell uh, all these restrictions to the people, westerners especially, they will not follow you, nobody will follow you. This is what people told Prabhupada. But what happened? When you have the purity, purity is a force. If you have the purity, the spiritual purity, it will flood. This bhakti will flood everywhere. So Prabhupada did not compromise when he went to the West. And he was dealing with hippies, mind you. It's very difficult. So, this is what we... Uh, uh, and another thing, another qualification is, one thing is, he is ardent devotee of Krishna, he should come into parampara, and he should also be convinced about the process, no compromise in the process. And the fourth thing is, he is free from the four defects. What are the four defects? The four defects we have discussed earlier. He has no imperfect senses. He has no tendency to cheat. He is not illusioned. And there is no tendency to commit mistakes. So these four things he is completely free from. But normal human beings, we are filled with these four defects. A spiritual master is free from the four defects. That's why Krishna is also saying that how a guru is non-different from him. Krishna says that, Acharyam maam vijaniyan navamanyeta karhichit na matya buddhayasu yate sarvadeva mayoguruhu. A spiritual master is one who is non-different from Krishna. Every morning in Iskand temple, when we perform the first arti, it is called the Mangal Arti, we sing a very beautiful song called Guru Ashtakam. In that song, there is one very beautiful verse which says, Shakshat Haritvena Samastha Sastrayat. So where Shakshat Haritvena, a guru, is non-different from Hari. In the sense that he is as... Uh, uh, potent as the Supreme Lord, extremely important because he is empowered by the Supreme Lord. So this is the qualification of a Guru and a Guru is one, very beautifully Rupa Goswami said uh, in another, uh, in his Shikshamrita, Nectar of Instruction, there is a small book, you should read it sometime, Nectar of Instruction, where it is said, Vacho Vegam, Manasa Krodha Vegam, Jivva Vegam, Udarapastha Vegam. Etan veganyo vishaheta dheeraha sarvam api maam prithvim sa shishya 
one can make as many disciples and become a spiritual master only when 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 you are able to control the six urges what are the six urges vacho vegam the urge to speak many people have this urge to speak constantly you know blabbering all the time constantly they speak so much if their mouths were made up of wood they actually they would have been broken so much they talk constantly they keep talking 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 vacho vegam it is called a spiritual master has to have the control over this urge to speak people are talking immediately you get inside in between and you start speaking disturbing them many people do that right manasa vegam the control over the mind krodha vegam control over anger jiva vegam the control over taste control over waste over taste and then udarapasta control over the belly udarapasta and the genitals so if you anybody has the control over these six urges can become a bona fide spiritual master and he can make disciples all over the world so this is the qualification of a guru he is a tattvavit so these are the different aspects the qualifications of a shishya the qualifications of a guru only when these things are there then you can acquire a wonderful transcendental knowledge the guru is testing the shishya seeing his humility his inquisitiveness and his seva at the same time a shishya is also going to check the bonif- the qualifications of a guru whether he is coming in a parampara whether he is following the scriptures whether he is sticking to the process given in the vedas and he is free from all these six urges he is able to control these six urges if anybody is able to do this he is a bona fide spiritual master he can become my spiritual master so if you want to make anybody as your spiritual master these are the checklists that you have to have and check for yourself before accepting a spiritual master this is extremely important because you are going to completely surrender your faith and faith is a very delicate thing you cannot offer your faith to anybody you have to before you give accept a spiritual master and surrender your faith to someone you need to check all this extremely important so please understand my dear devotees that this is a great opportunity that we have got that we have come in contact with spiritual master like spiritual master like srila prabhupad so understand his life try to read his biography and you will see many beautiful things we will be revealed to you a uh, spiritual master is one whose achara and prachar are in equilibrium they are integrated there is no difference between his achara and prachar he preaches whatever he actually follows this is the process so i know there will be some questions but uh, i think i'll have very limited uh, uh, data to take up some questions but uh, i will not be able to go to the next verse now because uh, we will cover it in the next session there are some more very interesting things that krishna is going to reveal but uh, this is what we wanted to cover today so we have covered verse number 31 to 34 and uh, we will continue in the next session uh, so if you have any questions you can message me and i will reply to them personally so i will take up questions by message uh, that will be easy for me to answer to all of you so please take care until then and i'll see you again next sunday hare krishna